This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to Rockcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of technology, ministry, and community with Rock RMS. I'm Emily Foreman, and here with me today are John Edmiston and Nick Erdo. Hello. Hello. Hi. I feel like there's a pause there that needs to be filled, so I will fill it. Great. In addition to filling pauses, we are going to give you all sorts of information about what's going on with Rock. And this is the first time we've gotten back together to share things since the conference. So we are going to take our annual time to debrief what we experienced at Rock and the feedback we've gotten from the community. Before we get to that, though, Nick, catch us up on where we are currently with Rock releases. Absolutely. I know that there's anticipation because we talked about this at the conference and we are like maybe days away from pushing v16 to the alpha testers might have been today might be tomorrow we're you know buttoning up a few last minute things but it's going to be within days of this the recording we're down to the wire on this yep so that'll be 16.0 and then depending on how things go there might be a 15.2 shortly after we we try to keep those synced up because some people have some fixes they want that are mm -hmm. in 15.2 that are also in 16. So it's kind of a, a balancing act. Mm -hmm. A lot of interesting things moving around at the same time. And yeah. our testers are getting ready. Yep. They are getting ready. And uh, yep, we're excited. There's This will be an interesting one because we're going to convert a whole small set of um, blocks to our new Obsidian technology stack. And we're going to do about eight of them on this first go. Oh, that's really exciting. So they're going to have some special uh, testing for us to do. All right. Well, I hope they're rolling up their sleeves and getting ready. And I did hear some interest at the conference about how others can get involved in testing as well. So I don't know if there's been any um, incoming interest that you've seen on the team yet. But for those who did ask the questions, our Get Involved page on the community site is exactly where to head and you can sign up from there. Yeah, I do periodically see people trickling in throughout the year and I'm hoping to get a little influx great from, uh, rx well it's definitely a great way to get involved and also to get your hands on the new features that are coming out before everyone generally has access to them so it's good for a lot of reasons and you can put um put them through their paces before they hit your production server yeah well that seems like a great benefit to everyone around and we're looking forward to those releases what else are we working on right now john uh nothing yeah we decided <laughs> oh, to just we're, done. Like we, we're taking a vacay after the conference <laughs> well, i felt like the rest of the year is like we're 60 percent done it's good enough. We did keep a pretty steady oh pace gosh. through the beginning of the year. <laughs> steady? What? <laughs> I don't know. I think that was steady. It felt like that we went through a roller coaster, but okay. Um, no, so we're getting back. Whenever you get back from the conference, there's like a, a tidal wave of, of a couple things. A couple tidal waves all hitting at once. There's the follow-ups that, you know, of all the things that, you know, was discussed and all the hallway conversations and all the good ideas and all the, hey, we should talk about that right after the conference. So we're in the middle of that. Um, plus you have all the work that was postponed until after the conference. So that's, um, hitting. Um, but we also have another thing too, which is basically getting all of the technical architecture written, defined for V17. So it's a little weird, I have to say, cause I've been working with some, um, 
you know, churches this week even, and it's so hard for me to remember like what, 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 what version was that in? Because they're on like 14, which mm-hmm. isn't that, it's not that old. But when you're already working on 17, 14 is like, really what? Well, that's because it's, it really is a lot longer than it seems. Cause we were working on that like a year before they wouldn't even now. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hard to kind of keep it all straight. Um, but luckily we have, um, GitHub and tools to help us. So right now it's, you'd always think, well, as soon as the conference over, we can, you know, catch our wind, but it's not, it's like <laughs> no. you get, you know, double punch when you get back and you lose your wind again. <laughs> so, um, uh, basically trying to dig out, uh, but good stuff. Definitely. There's just a, a very high momentum on all fronts after the conference. So let's talk about the conference. It was the highest attended one we've had so far. Um, it was our only July conference that we've ever had uh, because the hotel was remodeling during our normal timeline. Um, it was totally different from a vendor experience level, and we've had all kinds of feedback coming in from the conference. Nick, what was your favorite part about the event this year? Uh, I mean, as always, it's just getting to know new people. Mm. I really made a point this year to say, you know, I've, I've seen that person two years in a row now. I'm going to go track them down and t- chat with them. There just is not enough time to do all of it. Like, I would love to spend a whole day just getting to know more and more people. But as it grows, it's it's hard. It's almost, it is impossible to k- keep up with that. Um, I tried to do a little matchmaking, you know, talk to Mm -hmm. one person, talk to a different person, like, oh, they, they really need to communicate. They're like doing something similar. So I, I saw some conversations of that, uh, happening afterwards, which is always good. Um, and then the sessions, obviously, um, I'm still watching through them myself on the weekend, um, on my Apple TV channel that we have for RX and, um, gosh, I feel like I only got to see 1% of the content so far. Yeah. I mean, I make it a point. I think like, like many that I don't even go to the sessions during the conference. I'm just trying to be a hundred percent like, um, meeting with people, but yeah, I was up late last night watching some sessions. So, um, it was good. I, I, it's really great to have those recordings. And I would say too, like if you haven't scheduled time to listen to those sessions, you mm-hmm. need to like stop right now, pause, give yourself a note. Like you've got to book that time because we all have the intention of doing that. But if you don't back the intention with intentionality, um, you won't actually do it. Yep. And well, so other chores will just come in and take that time. Yeah. And so we, if we look through our lives, I mean, a lot of this unfortunately has to happen in our personal lives because we're so busy during the day. Um, if you look at all the other things you do, um, you just need to make this as part of it. And it's not like you have to watch every episode, but I mean, watch five, six, seven. I mean, I plan to watch as many as I can, but, um, it's good stuff. And, and it's remarkably how you can get through many of the, like you can get through all, like, uh, you can watch the whole thing of many of them in, in a one sitting and not take that much time. They're not that long, like typically about 30 minutes because they've been chopped up. So you, the, it goes right right into it. And then I think even the questions on some of the ones I asked or some of the ones I was watching were were trimmed. So it was like 30 minutes. So huge value there. Um, I, I think IT One Source, Wake for the Win, that was amazing. Like it was incredible. And I, and I really do hope <clears throat> that people um, took advantage of that. Uh, I didn't really have time to talk too much about it, but 
when I came out of college, I worked for this guy. He was two levels above me as a director, but he was amazing. And one of the things he would say is like, get your PhD from the vendors. They're there to actually, they're paid to actually teach you mm-hmm. not only about their product, but about technology uh, in general. And he said, become a master at, at, at just extracting the information from them. And, you know, I, I got to witness him doing that a lot. And so I've always done that. I mean, vendors will always like, especially at Honeywell, they'll always come and tell you anything you want to know. Um, and so we, I think a lot of people see it as sales, but it's really not. It's an education. And when they're all in that space, like maybe you can't get Zebra to come out and meet with you at your church. I get it. But they're right there. Yep. Um, I was able to get a lot of information out of, you know, the Zebra reps um, and uh, just all of them and just be able to touch the the the, the technology and see mm-hmm. like, oh, what, what ports does this have on the on the bottom? And some of that tech wasn't even released yet. Like Logitech had stuff that's just coming out in a couple of months and they had the prototype units there. I was like, that's cool. Wow. Yeah. So I, I ran over to the Zebra guys and asked them a question. He's like, mm, I'm not sure. Let me ask an engineer. They emailed an engineer within... 20 minutes we had an answer to a question we've been wondering about yeah and i think the you know the zebra guys specifically they didn't really understand what they were getting into when they showed up <laughs> so they're like next year we are gonna we're gonna really be able to do this because we're gonna understand it better and you know even casting vision I'm like see everybody here they're all one of your customers i guarantee everybody in this conference is a customer of zebra because that's all we support so i think their eyes were really you know, wide when they got to hear that. So look forward to next year on on what we can even do further. Um, but that was that was pretty amazing. So that's exactly what we've always wanted. It is. But couldn't do. And ourselves. IT One Source. That I mean, th- for months they have just done an amazing amount of work to pull all that together. The level of coordination required on that front, they did a lot of that themselves. And um, they had a whole uh, fleshed out team helping us to put that event together at the standard and level that we were looking for. And they just crushed it. Yeah, and I think people don't see all the small things that have to happen behind the scenes. One teeny tiny example, and there's a million of them, is the Dell truck when it came in. Someone had to have the fire marshal there mm-hmm. to review the truck, make sure it only had like a quarter tank of gas, like go through this whole thing. Like, It's a small detail, but it takes a lot of time and effort to get all those boxes checked and money. Like... Mm-hmm. That's something that's actually the hotel passed that that bill on to us. So the hotel's good at passing a lot yeah, of costs. <laughs> Fire marshals, they make good money. Um, <laughs> it keeps us safe too. So but it's more the time and effort to have yes. to 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 get all that for us. Like that was an incredible gift that they gave the community. Um and so I hope everybody, you know, got to maximize that. Um, It seemed like it. There was incredible energy in general in our um, sponsor hall this year and a lot of great effort by all the sponsors who showed up engaging with people. There was just a really good energy and a lot of engagement happening there. And I saw good um, reviews about the uh, topic of AI within the Mm -hmm. conference. I feel like it was really well salt and peppered throughout you know, the sessions and I feel like people left with like some good ideas and and a good perspective of you know, what is the right way to use it and what's maybe some concerning ways to use it right now. So it's good when you see a, a hot topic like that, but then the survey results are like, well, it, it wasn't just discussed, but it was, it was discussed well all throughout mm-hmm. sessions. Um, I thought that was pretty neat to see too. Well, John, I've been wondering, has AI John popped out of the closet at any other point and interrupted life for you or is it you, everything going <laughs> along okay? We can't talk about that, Emily. Oh. oh. You might be talking to it right <laughs> now. Ah! <laughs> I've been nervous about that. <laughs> John said he wanted a vacation 
<laughs> I gave him a vacation. AI John is taking over. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was just seeing that topic all peppered through and, and, and in a diverse way with, with like different ideas and different people talking about it. I thought it was really great. Um, definitely a lot of work to do in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another new item this year was that um, check-in video wall. Whereas you checked in, you got to see your name splash up on the screen. And I saw a few people running over and taking selfies <laughs> with their with that in the background. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was definitely a neat piece of technology. And that 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 technology can be used in a lot of different ways. I mean, obviously, attendance and check-in makes the most sense in that space. But that block that powers it can actually do some pretty cool things. And we talked about even in one of my sessions how else you could use it. Um, so that was, was kind of cool. Some people didn't realize it because um, there's so much excitement right. in that space. Yes. And we really didn't talk about like that alone. Um, we didn't have any information about it per se right there. But, you know, the concept there is you you could you don't have to have a wall that big, but you can have a giant TV and you could ha- have kids celebrating achievements, um, big achievements or consecutive achievements in your area where kids are going to see that. And they're going to get excited because if adults oh, yes. are getting excited for that kids are going to get excited. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being, my, my kids are grown, but I couldn't imagine being in between my kid getting his 12th thing and the thing up on the screen with the celebration and not going to church that day, you know? Like right. My, yeah. my sons would be like, I don't care if I'm sick. I don't care if you're sick. <laughs> get up. I'm we're going. <laughs> yeah. We're going. Oh, that's so, great. Um, and, I, and I think there's still some lessons learned from that, that in terms of like, how do we make sure we can do those celebrations in privacy, maintaining some privacy too. So yeah, and we, and we've thought through that. Um, it's just a matter of establishing the patterns that then we can cookie cutter, but the hard part's done. The technology is there. Yeah. That was cool to see. It was very cool. I was also very impressed with the, uh, engagement by the community, the number of people involved in the pre-day, technical sessions and the Dave and Buster's kickoff event. I mean, it, we just started out with a bang on day zero pre, before the pre-day? conference kicked yeah, off. Is it right? pre-day? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. There are some people asking that, like, why is it called a pre-day? Because it seemed pretty like... It was like, go from 8 a.m. Yeah. It sure was. Yep. So that was a big movement, I thought, from 22 to 23, um, just in the way that was approached in general. Uh, many, many people showed up for those sessions and it was, it was fun and exciting. And it, it is pre-day because we, we don't do the keynote launch until the next day. And that's really the, the kickoff. But. Right. And some of the things that we, you know, we don't talk about a lot, but some of the decisions that have been made around programming and things like the recording of those rooms and the sessions is very, very expensive and it's very valuable so that's why we invest in it, but we have to apply that correctly. And our pre-day is typically done, um, you know, very highly screened presentations. A lot of times they are brought in by vendors who have a technical expertise in a certain area, and they'll typically go back and provide their own recorded experience that they push out through their channels that way. And that does help keep the conference costs, um, you know, reasonable. So that's one of the reasons that it has been a pre-day. Yeah, but I think the thing that people don't realize is how expensive that content is to create that's right um because those vendors are putting it in but there's a there's a it's a weird mindset when when i worked for the church it was all about well i had a certain amount of time like every week but when you the vendors have have it have a different way of having to think about it because it's like it's it's money Mm -hmm. because if they're not working on a project for a client they're not 
they're not making money. Well, they have to pay the the people, like their employees. And so it's really a it's really a generosity thing for those pre-day folks. Every everybody who's up there is literally giving money mm-hmm. to do it. A lot of money because those presentations take a lot of time. They sure do. Um, and then to record it. And so we highly value that. And also as a Spark side, we have to vet all that content. Because the pre-day content, you know, we've, we've tried to make a commitment that this is these are best practices and that we have vet, vetted those presentations. So we have to go through the presentations and make sure that, oh, yeah, that that's not an anti-pattern or that's not going to, you know, kill performance. Because we, we do feel like we've committed to say the pre-day is established best practices. So. Mm-hmm. It's the pre-day is a, an investment by the by the partners who um, make the content, but also by Spark to make sure it's vetted. So um, I feel some, sometimes bad going through some of those presentations. I mean, the, to, to date they've all been good, mm-hmm. but it feels like a little heavy-handed to have to like review your content. Yes. But since Spark has made that commitment, we feel like that is something that we need to do. Mm-hmm. But so far, you know, everybody's really delivered well on that. Um, and the community's response shows that there's a lot of value to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll definitely keep doing that. Mm-hmm. It was really fun to see the number of people as the community's grown in in size. Um, it's been interesting to me to see some people have been around for a long time, and I feel like the that they would all know each other, and that isn't true. And I, and Nick, you mentioned earlier that you were helping connect people that were talking about the same topics, and um, and I really enjoy that about the conference as well. Saying, "Oh, do you know so and so? You're talking about the same things," and as often as not, they say, "No, we've never met. I've just heard their name." And so, being able to help make those connections in person, it's just really invaluable. And it's vi- and it's vital. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't just always happen on its own. You you have to kind of nurture that, and, and yes, that's how the network works, especially as we grow to six hundred plus people. Right. At that event. It's just a huge moment of cross-pollination. And what comes out of it is just so very powerful. I think one of the things that if you maybe for next year, if you if when you when you go is just randomly sit at tables. Like Mm -hmm. if you're in a larger team split, maybe in the pairs, and just go pick a random table and say, Hey, can we sit here? Um, it's amazing the the cross-pollination you get when you do that. Um that's what I always try to do. I, I always try to go into dinner about halfway through when everybody's already seated and then just try to find a table where there's only one or two seats. And um, That's a say, fun way to meet people. I mean, it's like it gives God the ability to like, mm-hmm. okay, chart your course for you. Hmm. Um, if I, I know someone at the table, I try not to sit at that table. Yeah. I noticed a, a comment from our surveys. So a lot of people have done a great job filling out surveys. And in fact, we're still getting them back. And many of them contain a lot of really highly valuable bits of information and suggestions. So just know if you take the time to fill one out, oh, we really pay attention to that. And you will see iteration on the event over time based on that feedback. But one of the pieces that I read um, recently that I thought was just so good ties into that, John. It was someone who was at the conference for their first time, which could be a little overwhelming from the content, the number of faces you don't know. And this is what she said. This was my first year at the conference, and I'm blown away by the community. I learned so much. And even better, I shared meals with people in the community that I didn't know, but I see helping in Rocket Chat, and it was so great. Future rock star. That's right. (laughs) And so there is that opportunity to connect with people that you don't know rather than be clicky. And, and I do see a lot of that over um, during the meals at Rx. And it's just a really a unique thing to see. It's not normal and it's abnormal in a really great way. Yeah, I think another thing 
maybe to talk a little bit about was, you know, the challenge that was put out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you weren't at the conference, we, we, we said, um, you know, basically Shakespeare has this really great quote that we must meet the times as they seek us. Um, so the times, like in a sense, we, we're not, res- we don't change the times change us. And so the times right now, if you look at it, it's super dark. Like mm-hmm. we had to be the light in the world and we have this ama- amazing tool set. And that tool set is not the solution, but it's part of the solution. And so how do we maximize that? How do we become our best selves? Because I really do feel like we are so much more capable than we even have thoughts about. Like we only see a tenth of our of our capability. Um, even those who maybe who are think they're running at, at good capacity, we're still only at 10%. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, through... Um, continual growth. Some people would call it be 1% better every day. And it's amazing how over time that'll, that'll stack up. So we put out the challenge, hey, if you want to challenge yourself to go the extra mile, not for us, not for your church, but for God, you know, take here's a challenge coin. Um, we had over 450 coins taken. That's amazing. Which is awesome. And we, and we were pretty serious. Like, this is not a souvenir. <laughs> In fact, we didn't give them out at the door. You had to go then you had to wait a day and then you had to go find it in a in in the corner. Um so we meant that to be a very serious thing. So 450. So if we think about that, like, you know, what is the level of change? Well, hopefully we, we said it was significant, but even if it's only moderate, that's still gonna be a, an amazing thing. And yeah. I would say if you if you if you took that coin, just make sure it's someplace you see it every day. Cause it you'll forget. Um, so put it someplace. Um where you can see it, but just imagine the impact if we all, you know, carry that through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say too, just like you have to be intentional about that. Just like watching the 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 videos, you have to now be intentional. Like, what are your goals? You don't have to get all weird about them and, and make it all an official piece of paper and publish it. Like, just but just for yourself, like, what do you want to achieve in the quarter, in the month, in the week? But also, the most important goals for me are the daily goals. Like, what do I want to do before I get out of here? And if I focus on that, it's like every one of those days can be that day before you go on vacation. Yes. That's what I strive for. Like people always say, oh, there's nothing like the day before you go on vacation. You get so much done. It's like, we'll do that every day. Like there's nothing different. Go home exhausted. And I think even a sub strategy of a daily goal is having a morning goals and your afternoon goals because that really gets you focused. Um, I know it's, it can seem overwhelming at first, but if you t- turn that into a habit, and it, can, and it can just be as easy as just writing something down on a piece of paper. Like, well, these are what I hope to get done today. And then just do it. I mean, I think that's that's the key. But it, but if we can all do that, like, the, we must meet the times as they seek us. Like, mm. the times are seeking us right now. Like, there's no better time to be doing this. And I think it's important, too, to know, like, oh, cool. Like, we're on the winning team. We know that. Like, so you know, good for that. But the big thing is we need to get as many people on the winning team. Mm-hmm. Like success is not in question. That's Jesus wins. But what we need to do is get as many people on the winning team as we can. And we have a great tool set and in these days to, to help with that. So, and if you didn't get a coin, go watch the, the keynote. And there's a workflow at the bottom where mm-hmm. if you do want to make that challenge, we still have a, we still have a couple coins so we can send those out yeah. if, if you make that, that challenge. Yes. It was an incredibly powerful moment at the conference. 
And uh, I know not everyone in our community was able to attend for a variety of reasons. The scheduling this year was, uh, it overlapped a little bit, unfortunately, with some summer activities for camps and VBSs. If you could not attend and you're wondering where to start with the content, or you haven't yet purchased a content subscription, the keynote is the place to start. And, and that's don't free. miss that. And it's free. You don't have to guess. That's right. For that. So definitely make sure that if you haven't watched anything yet, you start at that keynote because that's the place to find out uh, what you need to about the vision of what we're doing. And the context is provided for all the rest of the content that that comes later. And I'd say, too, if even if you're at the conference, the keynote's still there as a resource to send mm. to your um, to your staff, like your leadership and, you know, help them out. Like, say, start at this point, watch till this point. I mean, perhaps there's only a piece of it that's of interest to them. But use it. That's like almost like a sales tool for your ministry um, within your church. Um, I think if they can see the excitement, if they can see, maybe they don't understand AI or care too much, but they can see, hey, this product that we are using and investing in is thinking about these things, at least gives them some encouragement. Um, so let's definitely get the plays up on that because that's just helping people understand rock better. That's right. And we often hear that it's challenging to help uh, non-technical leadership really see the vision of what's going on in Rock, and that it's not just an interchangeable piece of uh, equipment or tool. And this keynote is an excellent way to share some of that vision and the words are already available for you. So it's a definitely uh, something that you don't want to miss the opportunity to share. Yeah, you know, my uh, when I was working at Central, we would periodically, during a staff meeting, use part of that staff meeting and play a video mm. uh, of something that maybe somebody saw that year that could be something you maybe want to do find a part of that keynote and bring that to your whole staff let them see what's the power that they have at their disposal let them get excited for you yeah and i think uh, on the sessions i was watching last night you could actually download the video so we'll make sure you can download that keynote i'll go back and make sure it's mm -hmm. downloadable like, it, it probably already is like and if you have that skill you could there's a ton of online you know websites that help you cut videos really easy so you could cut make a a director's cut for what you think your leadership needs. Yep. Great option. Now the theme and what we had on our shirts this year was to God be the glory, which is not a new theme to rock at all. Uh, it's at the top of every page of rock code in our source code. And it's just something we want to keep reverting our minds back to and realizing why we do what we do. And so we brought that to the forefront this year. If you weren't able to be at the conference and you weren't able to get a shirt, we do still have some available and you can find those in our store on the website. Uh, so that's store.rockrms.com, or you can link to it at the bottom of the um, community page. There's a promo right there. You're still able to get those shirts. So um, I would encourage you. It's a, a great reminder, a great centered way to approach the ministry behind what we're doing. One last thing that I remembered that you can't get at the store were, oh my gosh, all those giveaways yes. <laughs> at the end. I had no idea. Some of those were amazing giveaways from the vendors. Yeah, that was a lot of them. It was like Christmas in July. I, it was it was <laughs> shocking. I had no idea what to expect. I did not expect that. Yeah, some people left with a lot of cool stuff. Yep. Um, but that's 23. We, I mean, 24 is what we should really talk about. Yeah. Is um, we want it. Planning's already started. Like it had even started before the conference. So we're, but we're actively planning stuff. So... This will be the 10th one. So we really want this to be um, something special. I, I mean, 
definitely we want to level up in terms of attendance and 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 the and the content. So planning is already going for that. So I would say like just be there. If you've ever attended one, be at this one. If you've never attended one, you have to be at this one. I mean, you just heard like some feedback straight from from people. You can't understand the community until you come to this. Right. And we say that all the time in the keynote. But if you've never been there, you don't know that. But you can't understand rock. You can't understand the community without being at the conference. Um, definitely will be some changes. You know, we're, we had like like Emily, like you said, there's some great feedback. We already like are internalizing how to take it to next level. Um, and there has to be some changes because it, it used to be that the conference was a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It's no longer. In fact, right. this one it cost us a little it bit did. of money. So, and that's okay. Like because the community impact and the community um, building, it's it's actually now switched from a fundraiser to like a tool to to deepen the community, you know, relationships. But so we do need to make some changes. Um, I would say one of the things that we do want to change is we need to um, get some. Uh, guest speakers. Uh, so we need your help. So if you could think about some guest speakers in the topic areas, especially of communications, um, uh, connections, and finance, uh, and they and this, they don't have to necessarily speak about like rock. I think in the area of finance, well, all of these areas, there's a lot of things you can touch on that the technology supports, but it's not specifically the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's expertise, sub- subject matter expertise in your church on any of those topics, if you could just like ping one of us or, or, or e- email to the info box, um, those ideas, or if there's someone maybe not inside your church, but an external, you know, person who might, you know, serve the community uh, by, by speaking in that way, that would be huge. Um, like, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be, this is how rock does it. I'd probably say it probably shouldn't be like, here's another way, but it's not in rock, but it's like, it's not going to be helpful if you are a rock church. Like that just wouldn't make much sense. <laughs> so um, we just really would like your input on that. And and we know that if we work together at this, we'll be better than if we just send one person out to go figure it out. So if you have any ideas on that, we'd love to hear it. Um, but we just really need to rally for RX24 because it is going to be the 10th and we just want to, like blow it out so more details will come on what i'm sure you're wondering our dates and locations yes so keep an eye out that will be coming and we're rapidly working to um bring that to you as soon as possible great well it has been really fun to just relive those moments a little bit from the conference this year and um we definitely hit the ground running when it comes to the planning, when it comes to the suggestions that come right out of the event itself, whether that's on uh, little feature enhancements that come out of the collaboration, whether it's the connections that are happening. So, so much is going on. It's a really high momentum timeframe. And we'd also encourage you to connect with your team that did go to the conference and rope in some that weren't able to make it and use your momentum right now to capitalize on the things that you need to change or move forward because that gets harder to do as time goes on. So don't wait, uh, capitalize on that uh, surge of energy and excitement around rock and around your ministry tools, because this is the time to do it. And there's no better chance you'll have to rally until RX 24. Well, that was some really great recap on RX 23. We are so excited around here and we are carrying that forward ourselves in looking forward to the next community events we have. So that involves a few things and there are different ways that you can personally get involved. Let's talk about roadshows first. 
So roadshows, as a reminder, a rock and roadshow is the opportunity for a church that uses rock and loves it to share that with the community of churches in their regional area and give them the chance to, one, see a presentation we help put together that just covers the different areas of rock, so you don't have to imagine that content yourself. And then two, provide some Q&A that's real, and that's the roadshow host gets to help uh, answer questions from churches that are on real topics applicable to how would I use it, how do you use it, how do we get this set up, and um, they are incredible tools for sharing what Rock can do. So we are always looking for roadshow hosts, and ideally we'd love to have one in every metro area because this is what unlocks the power of Rock for other churches um, to be able to understand how they could use it and why it's beneficial. We have a few on the calendar right now, but we are looking for more. So if you are a church that uses and loves Rock, you don't need any other special talent to host a roadshow. That's right. We talked about the challenge coin earlier. That's like, right. Challenge yourself. Push yourself out of out of that box. It's not hard to host a roadshow. It's you're really amongst your church friends in mm -hmm. your own neighborhood. So push yourself. Get out of that box. The only thing you have to have is a space that has some AV capability for a presentation and some chairs. And you I all don't have that. I don't know a church that get, is not prepared for that right now. <laughs> so no special talents needed. And here's the thing that I know trips people up sometimes. I can't answer every question someone might come up with about rock. Okay, I don't think anyone could. Show them the community and show them how you, how you get your questions answered. Right. Hey, let's go ask the community. Right. And there's no um, reasonable person that expects a human encyclopedia to be sharing about something that they're doing. So right. don't let that hold you back. That's a story I think that we all kind of tell ourselves in our heads. Um, and it's perfectly fine to say, hey, let me check into that and get back with you and make sure you have their contact information. And that's very acceptable. And I promise you, you will not regret it. Um, you will, if you host a roadshow, you will not regret it. You'll look back fondly at that memory. Yes, because it helps build connections with the people that are right there around you. So we strongly recommend it. Reach out and let us know at the info inbox if that's something that you could do. Another great opportunity is to pull in other local rock churches. We wouldn't say want to have two in one metro area at two different churches close together. That wouldn't make sense. So pool your resources, get together, and then you can strengthen your Q&A team that way too. And that's also a just a lot of fun. So let us know. We we definitely need more roadshows and we'll continue to mention that. But that's a great way to maximize your challenge to yourself and step out to help. Additionally, we have lots of classes coming up and it seems like many are coming quickly. So if you've not yet taken the master class, if you have some new people on your rock team, that are, have not taken the master class, or you know other churches locally that are struggling with rock and are new and just are maybe not aware of classes, this is a great opportunity. And it takes you from a, a whole set of features inside rock and allows you to see how they work. Not only that, but you get a cohort of classmates and those relationships are incredible as well. So definitely recommend the master class and want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to go to that. Um, we have a couple of virtual master classes a year, which is nice for those who aren't able to travel, but the in-person relationships you can build if you're able to make it to an in-person class are really powerful. 
Now let's give a run through of the other classes that are available because they are, uh, we have quite a slate of them now. We've separated out check-in and finance. So those are classes you can take virtually. They're shorter duration, they're online, and they are specifically targeted to allow your uh, your staff or key volunteers who have to manage check-in or who are on the finance team to just get a quick hit of the information they need to know about ROC. Additionally, we have the ROC 101 and 102 class, and that 100 series allows a church to have a curated view of some of our ROC videos that are given in a programmed way. Watch these videos this morning and then have a staff instructor or a volunteer trainer in the afternoon that's um, SPARK certified to be able to answer your questions. A couple of great uses for those. Ministry leaders that have to interact with ROC so they can understand the context of everything they're working with. Not, not the level of time commitment that you have in Masterclass. Also, if you're really doing a deep dive into whether or not ROC might be the right um, technology for your church and you're not currently on it as a platform, this is a great way for those leading that charge to really understand what ROC has on a capability scale. We have um, a SQL class as well. That was one that we rolled out not that long ago. And so if you know Rock and do not know SQL, this is a great way to expand the capabilities of what you can do on the platform. And then this year we had the opportunity to announce a new class that's coming and we do have an interest list sign up for it. And that's the Lava class. This has been, uh, it's being rolled out thanks to popular demand. We know it's something that the community is excited about. The curriculum's under development and we expect to open that registration this year. So stay tuned for that. You can sign up and find information on all of these classes on our community site on the classes page. So that will be the place to go to find out what classes you need, what your team needs. And as you're talking to churches in the ROC community or those evaluating ROC, keep in mind these class opportunities because these trainings really help make ROC accessible for churches. I think that's it on the class front, and we are so thankful for your input. So we're going to wrap up today and just say thanks for joining us. Thanks for what you're doing to help move the Rock mission forward. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. <laughs>